In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I cover Atlanta United in Major League Soccer, and ticking away the moments that make up the dull days seems like a pretty good segue into discussing Atlanta United manager Gerardo Martino's future with the club. We spoke with Martino today ahead of the biggest game of the season against New York Red Bulls in Harrison, New Jersey, to ask him about more tweets slash reports tying him to jobs in Mexico, to Argentina, to the U.S., uh, to everywhere from Publix to the Philippines, for all I know. And again, as he has said for the past few weeks, Martino said that he has not had any contact with anyone. So how could he? How is he basically not denying these reports? He went on to say, and I thought this was pretty funny. I'm taking it with humor this morning because it's funny in these situations that I'm always asked to clarify things. But the people who should be clarifying things are the people making these reports and claims. I'll just repeat what I've said. We are focused on talking to Atlanta United. So how do you interpret Martino's comments? A lot of people are interpreting it to mean that he has, in fact, made up his mind and is going to leave, but doesn't want to announce anything because it would create a distraction for the five stripes who lead the Supporter Shield standings over Red Bulls. Uh, 63 points to 59, and who are the 538.com favorites to win the MLS Cup. That's a perfectly legitimate viewpoint. Uh, others think that he's going to return uh, or is leaning toward returning and simply has not made up his mind yet. That's also a legitimate viewpoint. Both viewpoints are kind of jaded uh, by coaches who consistently say they're not going to do one thing that they deny the one thing and then, in fact, do that very same thing. Uh, notably, Nick Saban leaving the Dolphins for Alabama, Patrick Vieira leaving NYCFC for France. Uh, there's many, many examples of coaches categor categorically denying jobs and then taking those jobs. So I don't blame anyone for thinking that Martino may not be telling the truth that he is, in fact, going to leave. I think it may be more a situation that Martino is leaning towards staying with Atlanta United, is simply trying to focus on this massive game against Red Bulls. And then in two weeks, when Atlanta United is off, he'll sit down with Darren Eels, Carlos Bocanegra, Arthur Blank, have their contract discussions. He may, in fact, tell them, hey, I do want to – talk to Mexico, I do want to talk to Argentina just to see what they have to say. 
and then come back to Atlanta United and make a as informed a decision as he possibly can. I don't think that's a, an unrealistic or unprofessional expectation of Martino also. I'm sure Atlanta United has likely had discussions with him saying, while you're making up your mind, we need to conduct our due diligence because should we make it to the MLS Cup, training camp is about six weeks away. The draft is five weeks away. We need to have a manager in place to move forward, so we're going to do some background on some potential candidates. Again, that's not an unrealistic expectation. I don't think it's an insult to Martino. Uh, I think it's just how businesses should work. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think that I would be surprised if Martino would want to manage Mexico or Argentina. Yes, there is a wealth of talent and for both teams in both countries. Uh, it's difficult circumstances for managers. Juan Carlos Osorio had success with Mexico, had a very long tenure with Mexico, but he is the exception uh, compared to the norm of Mexico the previous few years. Argentina, as we saw in the World Cup in Russia, is imploded upon itself uh, with player revolts and everything. Martino has gone through Argentina once, managing it from 2014 to 16. It is his native country, but I don't know if that's a challenge that he would like to take on. The most interesting possibility, if he doesn't want to return to Atlanta United, and who would in fact perhaps fulfill his claims that he has not had contact with anyone, and I'll split that hair in a second, is with the U.S. men's national team. It's obvious that Martino does like a challenge, or he wouldn't be at Atlanta United. He does like to he does like the idea of building something from scratch for the success that the U.S. men's national team has had in making the past World Cups until not qualifying for Russia. I think that it's not illogical to say that this is a reboot for the U.S. men's national team in terms of finding the talent necessary to become a more powerful national team in the world structure, to setting up the youth national teams to ensure future success, to coaching strategies, to coaching acumen, to just basic knowledge that Martino can pass down from his experiences from Newell's Old Boys to coaching Paraguay to managing Newell's Old Boys to managing Barcelona, Barcelona to Argentina, etc. This, in my mind, is the most important hire that the U.S. men's national team is going to make, and I really can't think of a candidate better suited for it than Martino. Now, going back to splitting that hair. This is all conjecture. This is all just me trying to put pieces together that may not even fit. Uh, it's not based upon any reporting, any background, any off-the-record conversations with anyone. Okay? So Martino has consistently said that he hasn't been approached by anyone other than Atlanta United, no contact other than Atlanta United. Obviously, Carlos Bocanegra, vice president of Atlanta United, technical director of Atlanta United, has had roles with the U.S. men's national team, still has roles with the U.S. men's national team. You could say that when Martino says he's not had contact with anyone other than Atlanta United uh, in regard to jobs, that is technically true. Boca Negra is Atlanta United. He also has had roles with the U.S. men's national team. I probably don't think he would insert himself into this if Martino was the candidate, other than to perhaps give a recommendation based upon success with Atlanta United. 
But anyway, that could be the hair that is being split uh, by Martino. Uh, Atlanta United has consistently said no comment to any questions about Martino and his future. That is the team's stance regarding all speculation involving their personnel. Um, any leaks that you see coming about Martino, I would be stunned if they're coming from Atlanta United. I'll be stunned if they're coming from Martino. If you remember when he was announced by Atlanta United, the leaks didn't happen until about a week before. They came from South Florida first. I'm not quite sure why, uh, other than maybe being sports uh, and its ties to Latin America and, and Europe. Um, but anyway, it didn't come. There wasn't an obvious connection to Martino or Atlanta United's camp because Martino has no agent. And Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra have been very, very professional, steadfast, and dedicated to their policies regarding speculation. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about Sunday's immense game. Uh, you're going to hear interviews uh, with Martino talking about the job uh, speculation, as well as interviews with Julian Gressel and Leandro Gonzalez-Perez talking about New York Red Bulls. I think one of the key matchups in this game is going to be Julian Gressel versus Kamar Lawrence. And I think the other key matchup is Tyler Adams versus Miguel Almiron. Whichever team's player wins those two matchups, I think will win the game. I do think Atlanta United goes in with no pressure, four-point lead over Red Bulls with what would then be three games left. That's an immense challenge for Red Bulls. Based upon the team's remaining schedules, Atlanta United has Chicago, New England, and Toronto, all teams that will have been eliminated from the playoffs by that point. Atlanta United has the easier run-in. They would only need to get a few points. I think they're going to get it. I think they'll get the top seed. I think they're going to win the Supporters' Shield. Now, I'll let you listen to the interviews with Martino talking about the job speculation. Then you're going to listen to Julian Gressel talking about a variety of topics. And then you'll get to hear Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, who's always a good interview. First, we'll start with Martino. He's doing great. Have you made a decision on the proposal received from Atlanta United? Si has decidido, bueno, si tienes una decisión sobre la propuesta que... Hey, seguramente que esta Atlanta. semana, esta semana es absolutamente de enfocarse en Red Bull, seguramente la semana ya volveremos a hablar con Dar. Yeah, this week uh, we're absolutely focused on Red Bulls, and after this game we'll, uh, we'll go back and talk with Dar. Are you aware of the reports this week saying that either you're going to be named the manager of Mexico as early as next week? Hay una también que me pone trabajando en el Publix. There's also a report that has me working at Publix. Is that true? No. <laughs> uh, there's also a report that says you're deciding between Mexico and Argentina. Ah. Are any oh, of those Nope, just Mexico ah, and Argentina. No, Atlanta. <laughs> Not Atlanta. Are any of those reports true? Alguna, si alguna es cierto. No, eh, yo siempre digo que eh, me, me parece, en este caso ahora lo, lo tomo un poco de forma risueña, y, pero en realidad me parece muy injusto que, lo, eh, que el, los... los las cosas que se dicen las salga a aclarar quien no la, quien no la dice. Yo, si yo no digo nada, no tengo nada para aclarar. Los que lo tienen que aclarar son los que lo dicen. Y yo lo, repito lo mismo. Primer, prioridad es Atlanta. Resolver el tema con Atlanta y después ver. 
Yeah, I'm taking it, you know, with humor this morning because it's funny in these situations where I'm always asked to, to clarify things, but the people who should be clarifying it are the, the people making these claims and all the reports. So um, I'll just repeat what I've said, that, that we're focused on, on talking to Atlanta. That's how these things get perpetuated, though, because you're not denying it. Y dice, por, por eso la rueda sigue, porque claro. no has negado los reportes. Yo dije que nunca me hablé con nadie, como no lo negué. But I've said that I've never talked to anyone, so how have not, I not denied okay. it? Uh, just want to make sure. But eso es <laughs> so the Red Bulls game is Sunday. October 1st is, what, in a couple of days after that? Are you going to need more time to make your decision about Atlanta United? Si vas a necesitar más tiempo eh, antes de esa fecha límite de primero de octubre. Sí, yo creo que eh, sobre todo cuando esa fecha se pone, me, me parece a mí contractualmente cuando este, llegado el caso que no hay ningún tipo de conversación, pero nosotros con, con la dirigencia ya llevamos tiempo conversando, o sea, podrá ser, podría haber sido antes, puede llegar a ser después, pero en realidad este, imagino yo que es una fecha este, puesta cuando, sobre todo para respetar si no hay ningún tipo de diálogo, pero en este caso es todo lo contrario, es un tema que venimos conversando al menos una vez en todas las semanas. Yeah, I think it, it would be, um, you know, a deadline to respect if there hadn't been any kind of talks, but we've been in continuous talks, you know, up until this point and before and after, um, so... Entonces no no hay que no me parece que no hay que tomar no 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 significa tanta esa fecha de del primero de octubre tomando en cuenta cómo está la situación de diálogo. So because of that, I don't think uh, you know that we have to make any kind of decision because of the way that we've been talking about things this whole uh, situation. Right. Tactically, the Red Bulls are a team that likes to play vertically. Now we're going to continue with Julian Gressel. Match up with Kamar Lawrence. Seems like it's going to be pretty uh, tasty. What does he do well? He's a good player. You know, like, I mean, he's very fast. I think that's probably one of the biggest things there. It's going to be tough for me or for anybody on the right side to get in behind him. Um, helps the defense well, you know, and, and you got to be careful of his speed going the other way as well. So, we'll, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun, you know. I, like, it's kind of what you want. You want a good matchup on your side and uh, yeah I'll try and get the better of him there have been a lot of words written about you in the past two weeks uh, I was curious how much of them you read and how does it make you feel I read all of them uh, <laughs> just because I want to know what's going on too you know um, and I mean it, it, I don't really know how it makes me feel because I just I mean I'm doing the interviews as well you know mm -hmm. so I kind of kind of know what the story's about and what, what is coming but it just, uh, yeah, I think it's more of a, a tribute to, to kind of what I've done on the field and that, that interest from the media uh, comes, yeah, inc increasingly more. It's just, uh, yeah, a matter of the product on the field. Um, so, yeah, yesterday Chris Armas actually mentioned you um, as a player to watch. I said not a lot of people talk about you. I think we're all talking about you, but um, he mentioned you as someone to watch. Like, when you know that, how do you, what kind of matchup do you anticipate? What kind of... Uh, attention do you think you'll have? Would you think you'll need to play quicker? Or do you expect tighter marking? What do you think you'll, you'll see tomorrow? Uh, um, I mean, I think 
the Red Bulls have their identity, you know, and I don't think they'll change it, no matter what the opponent is. So I think they're going to go out and try and play their style, just like they do every week, obviously. Uh, there's a lot more weapons than, than that we have on the field than some other teams. So they're going to have to account for some more other guys, uh, not just me. Um, so, uh, but I mean, I've, I've had it before in the, in the I noticed it a, a few times where we played New York City FC at home, for example, early in the year where uh, it was Berger's job to kind of not let me get the ball, the ball, the ball. So that was in that, in that game and I still found a way, you know, to, to, to contribute. So, yeah, it's just a matter of kind of seeing how they're actually going to come out. Um, we'll obviously have an idea. But then seeing how they actually come out and then adjusting it. Um, I still want to have a, a big impact on the game and still want to play my game. Um, but it's nice, nice of him to say that. Atlanta's been so dominant, um, you know, over the last two seasons. You guys have beaten almost every team. New York Rebels is not one of them. I wonder if that's something that you guys <laughs> talked about or gives you any added motivation outside of the supporter shield race. I don't think we need any added motivation, but uh, we actually haven't talked about it, and I didn't know that either. But uh, um, no, I think the the supporters should race and, and the, what's at stake. I think three points. If we can collect those three points this weekend, I think are massive. You know, uh, almost almost guarantees you a trophy, and, and that's kind of what we focus on. Uh, not really. Anything else. Yeah, and I, I, that's kind of another thing I want to talk to you about. Tata talked after the game against Real Salt Lake about that a point is essentially a good result for you guys. But he's also talked a lot of in the past about how Atlanta plays best when it's going out, looking to score goals, trying to win games. How do you kind of balance those two ideas at the same time? Uh, it's a lot of game management. You know, I don't think we we need to be worried about about tying or losing the game in the first five ten minutes. You know, like it's, it's a, uh, we're still going to go out and play off style, like you said. You know, we still want to win the game. Um, but obviously, we're going to be aware of it once it comes down the stretch when we're tied and we're like. Alright, do I really need to bomb on here, or is it, you know, can I just be a little more conservative and actually try and think a little more defensive-like? So, just got to see how the game goes, and it's nothing, like I said, nothing we'll worry about in the first half, I think. You know, it's more of a more of a game situation, more of a game management-like situation that we'll have to have to deal with, and how, yeah, however the game goes. Julian, yesterday, um, speaking about Kamar Lawrence, he, one of his quotes that came out of training was, um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it was something like. Atlanta, like bring everything you've got. We're ready. Bring it to New York. Come on, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tweeted it so I could read it like accurately. But what do you think about that? I mean, it's just a big game. I think it just sounds like the vibe. You know, they're re- they're ready for you guys too, and they know yeah. that they're good. They know you guys are good. So yeah, I think it's answer, right? Exactly. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup, and uh, they know that. We know that, and we'll sure, we'll be sure that they know that thing. <laughs> it seems like they're trying to put the pressure back on y'all. Yeah. With those kind of quotes. Yeah, um, but that's not the reality, you know. I, th- I think the reality is that they have to win the game in, in order to, to kind of make it really tight again. Um, you know, I think, like Tata said, I think a tie is a pretty decent result for us, you know, because uh, they're going to eventually run out of games if, 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 if they don't win, you know. And, uh, um, yeah, so it's, 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 it might just be a little reaction to kind of get the pressure away from them. But, um, yeah, they know it. We know it. So, yeah, it's just how it is just what the situation is like. What's a, a lesson you've learned playing in other big games that you can apply to this one to try to increase the probability of success? It's just uh, that it's, you know, it's just uh, all, it's, uh, as big of a game as it is, for me, I always like to think about it as just another game as well, you know, because if, if you really think about it too much and, and you really, like, change things up and you're not in your routines and you're not really, you, like, what you see every week and, 
and then that might uh, that might uh, yeah just lead to not as a good performance as you usually think you know so um, for me personally I know everybody's different but for me personally I just like to do the same things I usually do you know and watch the film the same way I, 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 I prepare the same way the day before the day off you know so it's just uh, kind of things like that, that that I try and try and stay consistently throughout how I, how I prepare for games throughout the year Julian, do you have a favorite away win in your career in college or pro that you think back and you're like, that, that was a huge victory on another on an opponent's field? I mean, I think the, the biggest one is probably the one in Maryland. We played there and we were down 4-1 and came back 5-4. Yeah. But uh, I think if we win there, uh, this week might, might come pretty close to it. All right. You like your FIFA rating? Didn't you ask me that question? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I told him there's uh, there's always these live updates every <laughs> week, so whenever you play good, the rating goes up as well in FIFA. So I'm trying to shoot for that every <laughs> week, you know. <laughs> but no, that's there. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, more, one more way to stay consistent, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get adjusted throughout the years as I continue my career. We saw you at Eastlake at the the Tour Championship. And now Leandro Gonzalez Perez. Para empezar, felicitaciones por más tiempo subiendo, lo había dicho antes, eh, y felicitaciones por la victoria de River, no sé qué ah, eh, ¿Qué preferís, ganar, golear en casa o ganar por un gol fuera de casa? What would he prefer, like a, a big win at home or to win by one goal on the road? De preferir, prefiero los dos. Si gano por un gol afuera, gano por un gol en casa. O bueno, como que la importancia de ganar fuera de casa, básicamente, como sea, pues, sí. obviamente. Eh, obviamente que prefiero golear en casa y poder ganar de visitante. Creo que la, la diferencia que estamos haciendo es por lo bien que nos está yendo fuera de casa. Eh, porque con respecto a la pasada temporada, bajamos el promedio de local y subimos muchísimo el promedio de visitante. Yeah, uh, I prefer both. You know, I prefer a big win at home, but also winning on the road. Uh, I think that's the difference for us this season is is our play on the road uh, because last year we took a lot more points from our home games, but this year we've been able to make up those points on the road, and that's why we're in first place. Creo que es una madurez del equipo. Parece que todos nos vamos conociendo más. Sabemos cómo, cómo estamos reaccionando ahora ante momentos adversos o, o ante situaciones difíciles. Sabemos sacarlas adelante. Que por ahí la temporada pasada nos no veníamos abajo. Eh, creo que eso lleva a ese proceso de, de conocerse y de empezar a, a identificar yeah, the question was just about what's led to that improved play on the road and he says I think it's just the, the maturity of the team we've now been together longer so we know how we like to play um, we know how to react in, in difficult moments uh, in adverse situations and we know how to react to you know the good moments and also the bad Martino uh, just said that this is the most important game maybe for, for the team in the, for the past two years. Uh, when he says something like that, is it more difficult for the players to kind of approach this 
as it's just another game? Eh, Tata dijo que puede ser el partido más importante de los últimos mm -hmm. dos años. Uh, and if that's harder to... If it makes it more difficult for the players to approach it as just another game, as most of them have said oh, they're going to try to. I, I agree with him. Uh, for the history to the club, is one of the, the most important games. Because if we won, we have a big difference, like uh, New York Red Bulls, uh, seven points, like nine in, mm -hmm. nine in a row. Yeah, in uh, nine yeah. in a row. Mm -hmm. yeah. On my left, uh, it's a big step for the supporter shield, uh, for the Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League too. Uh, we have these two objectives right now, uh, we try to make it. The CONCACAF Champions League, when I've asked players about that this week, gotten a mixed reaction about if that's a goal. Is that something that you're looking forward to potentially playing in next year? Yeah. Uh, it's, una gran tentación. Uh, it's a big temptation. Mm -hmm. It's a big temptation for the next year, for the next season to, to be here. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Uh, I am happy here, I am comfortable here. But I don't know what happened with my future. Uh, I am focused here and I try to make my best effort for, for win the the objective uh -huh. uh, that's it I'm going to make it sí. pregunta si, si tienes yeah. ganas de estar en esa competición de, ah. de Coca-Cola yeah sure it's mm -hmm. a big competition right uh, y te da mucho prestigio uh, yeah it's it, it's a very prestigious competition what did he think I asked que que pensabas que que preguntó se pensé que preguntó si era como algo tentador para seguir la temporada que viene acá. Ah, if, if that if playing in the Champions League would be like a, a reason, a motive. Uh, como un buen gran objetivo para seguir la temporada. Like a, something that would make players stay here. Oh, ah, okay, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> your opinion. Sorry. Of, your That's opinion, okay. Your opinion of George Bello, you play next to him on the pitch. Um, just one, your assessment of his play and what he offers. Well, he grew up a lot this year. When he started with us, he's a young player, he's a kid. But with the time we were, he, we were with us, uh, he fue creciendo. He's, he's been growing. Yeah, he's growing. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a good player. Uh, he has really good qualities. He needs to keep growing up uh, and focusing. Maybe he, he was a good, very good. A couple more, and then he's got to go. Most memorable away win. Sí, sí, pero estoy, y bueno, la de San José, está viendo 3 a 1, sobre la hora de un partido de, de película pues por ahí no fue nuestro mejor juego pero creo que se mostró mucho el carácter y el impeto del equipo de, de querer ganar y de querer seguir siendo primeros y, y manteniendo esa diferencia que sacó un extra y pudimos ¿verdad? ganar un partido que también yeah, the, the game recently in San Jose to go from being down 3-1 to winning 
4-3. Uh, it's like something out of a movie, and I think it really shows the team's character and, and that fighting spirit to, uh, you know, just to stay fighting at the top of the table. Do you expect more pressure uh, on you individually as a player and the other center backs against the Red Bulls the way they like to press um, the back line? Si esperas más presión, eh, en, sobre todo los centrales jugando contra un equipo como Red Bulls que presiona mucho. Yeah, I expect that. They have to run. They need one. They win, sorry. Yeah. They win. Uh, we know that. Uh, we will be ready for, for, for this. But they press on high and we try to keep the ball and manage the game and, and try to press high too and maybe it will be a great game. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Gracias. Thank you. Yeah. As always, I hope that you'll follow me, Doug Robertson, on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. I hope that you'll follow my coverage on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and I hope that you'll subscribe to the newspaper, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I will be in New York covering the game. I'll have my typical game coverage. Uh, I'll have a story as soon as the game is done. I'll update that with quotes. I'll have my player ratings. I'll have a Southern Fried Soccer podcast. I'll have a few sidebars depending upon what happens in the game's action. I appreciate your listening. I appreciate your readership. I hope that you'll tell your friends about the coverage, and have a good day.